Hello, saucers, and welcome to season two, episode 13 of The Sauce. As this is our final episode in October, we want to take a moment to recognize that it's National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we want to send all of our thoughts and love to all breast cancer survivors and anyone who is going through breast cancer right now, and those that have been impacted by breast cancer in any way. This week on The Sauce, Molly and I talk about my one-year mark at High Spot, a little bit about Calendly, and then we talk about the approval of others, and especially in a leadership role, what does that impact have on us? Thank you always for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Hi, and welcome to The Sauce Podcast, where you will meet your hosts, Molly McKinstry and me, Liz Hajar. We are two colleagues turned friends who worked together in tech sales for nearly 10 years. Throughout those 10 years, we grew a lot personally and professionally. Today, Molly runs a sales org at a tech startup. She lives in Denver, Colorado with four children. I live in London and I'm running a sales team and for Northern Europe of a tech startup as well. Molly and I are different in many ways, but share the same values and drive. And that is how we built a wonderful friendship. While we no longer work together at the same company, we put our heads together and dreamed up the Sauce Podcast. We wanted to have a platform that would build a community where we and others share all their business tips, tricks, and perspectives we or they have learned along the way. So Saucers, tune in each week as Molly and I share business tips and tricks and have fun with us along the way. Hi, Lizzie. Molly, how are you? Are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. It was a lovely, fun weekend here. I was thinking about you. You just hit your one year at High Spot. Yeah, we mentioned it on one of our episodes, but I can't. Yeah, I actually just hit one year, one year at High Spot. It went so fast. I mean, for me, it feels like blink of an eye. I'm, I'm sure a little different, you know, for you. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it funny, Mal? Like after working for somewhere for almost 10 years, one year flies by. Um, it went by really, you know, so I didn't know what it would be, but I can't believe it went actually when I was all of a sudden like, um, whoa, it is one year. It suddenly was here. It went by quickly. Um, and it's been a really good year. Yeah. Did you, do you feel like you've had time to kind of reflect on any learnings, any takeaways 12 months? Our SVP actually got on a call with me. He was like, your one-year anniversary. I was like, that's right. I Over the weekend, I remembered it, but he and I had a one-on-one during the week. Um, and yeah, a couple of things that I think, step on. a couple of things I would touch on is I am very glad I made the move and changed. I think that we've talked on this podcast. We've cried about Glassdoor. I yeah. love Glassdoor. And I think it was in these like formative years of me growing into my adulthood. I mean, Maul, you and I have this amazing relationship. There's so many Glassdorians that like have become such good friends or just close friends. And I think it was like the most beautiful time. And we watched a whole entire business scale in front of us and learned what that looks like. And I think it's also nice to step away from that. I think it's nice to go and do something different. And while we had so many iterations of Glassdoor, truly going to a whole new company where no one knows you. No one knows what you did. We talked about this, actually. One of our meet Liz is kind of like when I went to college in Southern California, no one gave two, excuse me, no one gave two shits about who Liz Hajar was and what I did in high school or whatever, you know? Right, right. And so it was really nice to come to High Spot and um, 
and 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 no one knows you. Look at and see how another company operates. It's very different. And this was a proper true SaaS sale coming to Highspot. And so there was stuff to learn. And you know, I love the principle or value that Highspot has a be a learn it all, not a know it all. So I really, and I think in my career I've done a good job of that. And then there's times I haven't been the best, you know, uh, learn it all before I'm a know it all. And I just feel like there's been a lot of learning for me that I've, it's really invigorated me and my sales and my leadership career, which has been awesome. Um, and I really enjoyed that. Um, and also been able to bring some stuff too. And I think that that's been great. Um, let's see, what else did I, what else have I taken? Um, I mean, I feel like even that is a lot and like some big stuff there, some big stuff there that, you know, to your point of it was maybe hard and scary to leave Glassdoor, which we've talked about. And I know I personally have felt also just that taking that step and like that leap of faith and then how much growth comes from making yourself, pushing yourself to start over. Yeah. And okay, and then I'll stop because we'll get into today. But two things is I worked for Glassdoor and a U.S. headquarter company, you know, mm-hmm. high spots, a U.S. headquarter company. We actually have quite an international audience. Um, and sometimes I think we tailor our conversations to a little bit U.S. centric. So my international peeps, I'm sorry. But I worked for Glassdoor at U.S. headquarters, then came to EMEA. But now I'm working for a U.S. company where, you know, three fourths of our companies in the U.S. and a fourth or maybe even a sixth of our company as we're growing here is here in EMEA. And it's very interesting to be on the other side of a U.S. headquarter company and trying to learn things here. I actually think we should do an episode, Mall, on kind of like learnings of particularly U.S. headquarter companies and their international markets and kind of what I've learned from that. But I think that that's just been a leap of faith as well as also entering into a different market than I'm used to. I spent, you know, eight of my, nine almost of my years at Glassdoor in North America. And I spent a year and a half in EMEA. And then I started a new company here in EMEA. Um, and I think that was also a huge push because um, we could, again, spend an episode on the differences between markets and working in EMEA versus working in North America. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that I learn, I'm learning so much. And I just want to give a shout out to my team and my colleagues who have been so patient with me supportive of me and really helpful for all of my cultural isms that I'm learning as well. Um, I think that's really been interesting too. And last thing I'll share just while I have the podium um, is I'm really glad I made the change. I started with that. So for those listening, we talked about me taking my sabbatical. I wasn't ready to let go of Glassdoor at that time. And I'm very Mm -hmm. thankful I had my sabbatical option. Um, But this time, even though it was hard and you heard me cry on this thing, this episode on the sauce, I'm really, really, really glad I made the change. And that's nothing on Glassdoor. That was, it was my time. And so for anyone listening, if deep in your gut, you feel like it's your time, I would recommend taking the leap. And it doesn't have to be that I, you stay at that next place forever for 10 yeah. more years. It might just yeah. be a year that you stay. And right. then you go find something else. And that's okay. But sometimes a change, getting out of being somewhere for so long is a good thing. So those are, yeah, some lessons. I love all of it. And I just on that last point, I couldn't agree more. And I, I think just another perspective, which is kind of a reiteration of what you're saying is when you're somewhere so long and certainly, you know, your career and a company is is one way to think of this. It, it could even be the actual role you have. It could be, you know, living in a city and moving into a new city. It's just like, actually creating almost intentional change in your life can feel 
very daunting and very overwhelming. Yeah. But it, it really is such a, I think, opportunity for growth and such an opportunity to push yourself, learn new skills, you know, meet new people, foster new relationships, all of the things that, you know, feel scary maybe, but yes. so much good too when, when you do it. Totally. And here's what I'll say. It was scary, but then I actually felt lighter. And yes, exactly. New markets, new people, new products, new processes. But I actually felt healthier and lighter by taking on. So the dauntiness was leaving Glassdoor. But then starting for me felt so fresh and necessary. And that's why, and it doesn't mean it has to be forever for people, but I needed that. I needed that time. It was time for me to change from Glassdoor. And, um, and, and I think the dauntiness was like <gasps> the doing it. And then once I did it, it felt a lot lighter. Yeah, I it all makes a lot of sense. And hopefully saucers, anyone, if you've gone through a similar experience or you're considering going through one, you know, you can you can relate. And as always, you know, we're, we're here to help and, and give the feedback and perspective we can from our, per, our personal situations. Well, Lizzie, exactly. I'm proud of you. One year. It's a big deal. Thank you, Molly. And one thing that is tough, as I said in the last episode, is I don't have Molly anymore um, on the day-to-day. And you've been such an amazing colleague, friend, just everything, cheerleader, Molly. And thank you. Um, and someone who's full of knowledge to help me through things that I can't see through. But one thing that's fun is as we're texting, um, you were just finishing. We're on different quarters now. So we are in sales saucers. But um, fill me in. You came in to help kind of build this team and really take the PLG to market. Uh, I'm using acronyms, but whatever. And so how was the end of quarter? Yes, we did just finish our, our Q3 over at Calendly. And it was my first full quarter in the business. So oh, no. um, starting month six, October is the start of month six for me. Yours and is fine it, by was, it was fantastic. It was successful. We, we beat plan and I just feel like there's so much good momentum in the business. And, you know, I would say coming in at, to the conversation we just had, making the change, learning new product, mm-hmm. new process, new market, new industry, all of it, you know, of course there's been a learning curve for me, but I will say what has been so rewarding is at at the end of the day, I love, love, love helping people find success and, and helping motivate and drive people to do things that maybe they don't even know or believe they can do. And having the team, you know, perform so strongly and, and really a big improvement from where we were, you know, when I we came in May, it just felt like all right, this is, this is, it's coming together. You know, it's, it's working and it's not to say, you know, it's, it's all easy or we're going to hit every month from here on out. No, it's just this moment of we've, we've made a lot of change. I've asked a lot of the team and last quarter it, it paid off. It, it showed in our results, which felt really, really good. Which is like, that's what we, you know, are working towards is I think, yes, results, but also results in our people and people learning, like you said. So huge congrats, Molly and team. Um, that's really, really exciting to hear. So I'm, I'm proud of you. And I can't believe you're already at six months because it is, um, Molly, your time's flying too. I know it, it really is. And yeah. just as you did shout out to my team also, because they've just been so exceptional, so supportive, so gritty, all the things. And you know, that is really for me what it's about is like you and I met Liz kind of on this journey. It's who you're doing it with and just locking yeah. arms and committing to success. 
Yes. And yes. And like, that is the fun. And that's why I'm all, I feel like maybe one day our career paths will come back together, but it's great that, you know, seeing so many people that we worked with on their own journeys of mm-hmm. finding their people again and starting over again and building it. So, um, so much more to say on this. And I actually, as we're talking, I'm like, we should do an episode a little bit more on, um, just in different angles of this. Yes. Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, we will. Lot, lots more, lots more to go. Well, I think for today, we, um, I actually found this quote and I, I sent it to Liz because it was just one of those things that, I don't know, when I read it, I kind of paused and I was like, wow, I that feels profound. That feels profound to me. So let me read it to you all. Only when you do not know yourself, the opinion of other people becomes important. This was something that I came up on my LinkedIn feed, um, KD, Kevin Dorsey. He is uh, like a sales coach and advisor, and he actually has his own podcast. And he's just an, an incredibly energetic, awesome guy that I have met along my journey. And I saw he posted this and it just kind of, as I said, made me stop and stop and think. And I thought about the sauce because... The last several weeks, if you've been here for a minute, you know we have had a lot of guests in season two focused on self-care, self-health, um, just nurturing ourselves and having as strong a relationship with ourselves as we can. Carrie Larson was serving Sundays. Um, we had, um, excuse me, Sarah Harmon for School of Mom and just again last week. Jen from how to get how to get through. And all of these conversations were really orienting around our relationship with ourselves. And they happened to be three different but incredibly inspirational, powerful women who took us through their journey of how to deepen their relationship with themselves. So it felt very timely to have had that dialogue and then see this quote and think what's my view on this? Do, do I feel that I know myself so well that I no longer care about the opinion of others? And, you know, I'm operating from a place of so much confidence, so much self-assurance, so much self-belief that other people's opinions don't matter any longer. My answer to that would be no. <laughs> um, no, I am, I am not operating at that extreme. But I think that, and this is again, Lizzie, what I I want us to talk about is there's an element of this that I do think is showing up more and more in my life and in my kind of like professional, professional experiences. And I'd love, I'd just love for us to chat about it and, you know, have a dialogue. I love that. And I remember you sent this to me and I was like, yes, I like resonate with this quote. And I was like, yes, I think this is Molly. This, this quote does remind me just a lot of you and like your belief. I don't know if I want to say like your belief system or kind of like, I just know that this is something that I think would be important to you. And the way that I see it is Rena, it's only when you do, only when you do not know yourself, the opinions of other people becomes important. For me, what sits with it is a little bit of like my struggles I've had over the years and still have around imposter syndrome. And I've really realized the more that either I feel confident myself on that topic or have confidence in myself on what I'm doing or have confidence in myself as a leader or a salesperson, do I, do I, is it, you know, he kind of says opinions of others become less important. I notice that my imposter syndrome doesn't creep in. And I think my imposter syndrome comes in is when I'm not that confident in what I'm doing or in myself on something. And all of a sudden I'm like, 
the opinions of other people are coming in and they don't like it. And then I start to get imposter syndrome and my anxiety starts to spin. And so that's kind of how I read it. Um, and to your point, Molly, that's how it resonates with me. But to your point, do what I love to say that I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what anyone thinks. I don't care. Um, my parents probably raised us very much of like, who cares about anybody's, ever, anybody else's opinions? I think I can, I can mm. hear my parents saying that, but I do care about other people's opinions. You know, do I have to be light? No. Um, do I want to be respected in the right ways? Yes. Um, mm. but it's something that I think it's kind of a tough, you know what I mean? It's like you said, Maul, I'm not there hundred percent, but I think as we get maybe a little bit further in my career specifically, or a little bit with age, probably care a little bit less, but I'm not to like absolutely not caring. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, so, so much to unpack here. Yes. And I, I think there's a lot of different examples we can talk through. And honestly, I, I, I hope we do through this conversation because there, to me, there are two different ways I think about this. Um, th- I believe that there are people in our lives whose opinion should always matter to us. And if you honor and care about and respect the opinion of this group of individuals, and we'll talk through who they could be, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean in my mind that you don't know yourself. That doesn't mean that, you know, you're so disconnected from who you are, but it does mean that part of knowing yourself so well cherishes these relationships <clears throat> with this group of people. And so therefore yeah. honoring their opinions is totally okay. And, and I think a really healthy thing to do. I, I think this quote is intentionally provocative of like, it just makes, it seems very extreme, right? Only to, when you know oneself, when you know yourself, the opinions of others don't matter. Um, I, I think obviously like to the point of there's always going to be people who you love and cherish and relationships that are so important that their opinions are going to play a role in your life as they should. But that does still connect to who you really are and knowing yourself, because that means these are relationships that you want to honor. Um, and then the other thing I want to say, which I'm, I'm kind of laughing now because you you didn't share that when we were prepping for this conversation was that, you know, you felt like this quote made you maybe think of me or how, how I am. Um, I would say this, I know myself and I knowing myself better and better every day with age I am someone for better or for worse that is kind of like unapologetically who I am. I, I really, I really know that about myself and um, I am an incredibly decisive person. And I, when I make a decision, I go and I do, I almost never second guess myself, which again, I'm not yeah, saying you. always, I'm not saying that's always a strength, but yep. I know that that is how I am. And so it is funny because Lizzie, even when you were just saying that, I'm like, oh man, yeah, I do have a little bit of um, firm kind of like, this is who I am. This is how I operate. This is how I show up in the world. And it doesn't mean again, that there's not a group of people whose opinions matter deeply to me, but I do think it, it it's not wrong that I just very much, you know, own who I am. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is like this, this quote, how I read it. And I don't know why it's like, maybe I, maybe I do care about everyone's opinion of me, but I don't think that that's necessarily it. But I think about you, Molly, sometimes when you show up to things at work, you're like, when we work, work together, like we're doing it like this. I'm like, do you want to think that? Nope. I thought about it all. This is how we're doing. It. I'm like, we could do end of day, make a call in day. Like not nah, next one. Let's move. You know what I mean? And I think that that's a great thing. And like, 
what, and I think that's very interesting. And like one thing that I will say about it that resonates with me is like, I am very much myself, like very much who I am is who you get. Um, and I'll usually always share my opinion. I think as I've become a leader though, you realize, yeah, there's sometimes I want to share my opinion on a hundred things and you have to pick and choose your battles. And so I think that sometimes, you know, um, I will show up, but sometimes, you know, I might want to say a hundred opinions and I'll only say a couple because a, we have to prioritize and pick your battles. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So let's talk about the, let's talk about a couple of specific examples at work where this can come to the surface. Yeah. We have talked a few times, I think about as leaders being liked and as social people, as, you know, I think women who have a lot of connections with a lot of people in our lives and we cherish relationships. I know both of us do. There is a kind of de facto speed of wanting to be liked. Mm -hmm. But do you agree, Lizzie, that that has evolved for you as you've taken on more teams, new roles, you know, maybe even, you know, thinking about how you came in at high spot. How, How do you think about that as a leader? Yeah, I think that you just realize not everyone is going to like you and you're not going to win everybody over. And I think as a leader, we sometimes have to make calls that might be of the unpopular opinion, but it's the right thing that you need to do to progress the business. And also, I think that sometimes you have to give feedback to people that is a, a tough feedback to give somebody. But I do genuinely believe um, I read this article actually about by us not giving uh, feedback to people, we're actually holding them back, right? So I think that sometimes I've learned as I become more confident as a leader and more like, no, I need to give this feedback or this feedback needs to be given to them because yeah, they may not like me for it, but it is going to help them in their career progress forward. And they might not get it for the first day I tell them, month, year, two years. And I don't know if I ever care if they they call me back and tell me about it. I think one day it's going to help them progress their mm. career. And sometimes okay. it's not the popular feedback to give. Mm. And I think like you still deliver it. Yeah. But I think Lizzie, that for me is showing that connection to, to knowing who you are and, Mm -hmm. and knowing and honoring the importance of your role, which is to help develop people, help to make people better, help people achieve success that maybe today with some of the things they're doing and how they're showing up is preventing them from being successful. So I I think that actually is such a good way of thinking about knowing yourself. Your your role is to bring out the best in these people, not only for themselves because you care, because I know you you do, that's who you are, but also because like you have a job to do and you have a business relying on you to be successful and drive results. Exactly. And if you all, we've talked about the podcast is if anyone knows me, I'm pretty real. And I, and I think I just believe I I don't do well lying. I don't do well, not being honest. And I'm very like my North star is what's the truth and what to do the right thing. And the majority of the time, maybe there's sometimes I don't, but majority of the time I'm very real, very honest and very feel like if someone asks me a question, I'm going to give you the pretty real answer. And I tell everyone, as a leader, no matter what level I'm at, I will give you the honest answer. But sometimes there's 10% of information I can't share. So if you ask me point blank something that like I can't share, I yeah. won't share that because I can't as a business, as a leader to the business, I can't share it. But I'm yeah. pretty honest and pretty real because I feel like wouldn't everybody want to know that? And that's how we drive this business forward. 
speaking specifically as a leader. So yeah, I think that's a very fair point. And sometimes you got to deliver feedback or give some tough news and like, you don't love me for it, but I think it's going to make you better in the long run. Yeah. Oh, but what about you, Maul? I do. I think that it was, we talked about this quote is, um, I could just see Molly reading it and loving it and being like, yes, you know, striving yeah. for this. And this is what I'm, this is what I'm about. Is there anything in your day to day, especially for listeners listening that could be sitting here and saying, you know, that could help resonate with them kind of as they read this quote? <clears throat> you know, when we had our conversation with Carrie, um, the founder of Serving Sundays, she, we talked a lot about this idea of confidence and that confidence can be viewed as this very, um, kind of like obvious thing from, from others looking at you. So outside, outside visible where people show up and they, they have a lot of confidence, right? Like they have a lot of bravado. They, they are not anxious. They're not nervous. They're not all of these things. And I totally think that that is one view of the definition of confidence but I, I, all, all of those people who show up that way to the world, we actually don't know what their insecurities are or what they're battling inside. And, and it's so important to remember, I'm interrupting you, but so yeah. important because we can make assumptions based on how someone comes across. They're so confident. They have everything together. They're always, but like everyone's got their own battle and just remember that. Yes, 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 totally. I interrupted your talk track, Mom. No, that's okay. But that conversation with Carrie had me really think about this concept of confidence and what I, what do I, what do I view that and and how do I think it applies to myself? So here's what I would say. I'm very similar to the, like meet Liz episode, the meet Molly episode from season one. You all might've learned a little bit more about me. I was, you know, raised in a family where just so much love and support and my parents always just made us feel like there's literally nothing you cannot do. And I think it's so funny because sometimes it's like a problem because I truly believe like there's actually nothing I can't do. It, it, It is a gift and I'm telling you, sometimes it's a problem. Um, so this is where for me, confidence is truly this belief of like, Molly, if I put my mind to it and if I decide this is a thing that is very important to me and therefore I am going to accomplish it, achieve it, whatever it is, I get so bought in and so committed. And thankfully, you know, typically I have, you know, achieved yeah. or accomplished what that Watch thing out is. world. Mall, when you have your idea on something, it is don't stop her. She's go. It's amazing. And that is probably where this maybe Lizzie, to your point of like, I not caring about the opinions of others because I am so resolute on this path that I have decided I'm on. Yeah. The flip side of that would be, you know, I obviously am married. I have children. I have people in my life who I do care about deeply. And so I have had to almost think more about, okay, I know this is the thing I want. I know this yeah. is the thing I feel like I can accomplish and I'm ready to accomplish, but how does that work for my husband or how does this work for my family? And I've not always gotten that right. I mean, you yeah. know, you, you know, like I have not always gotten that right. And so to me, almost the growth of this quote is honoring and cherishing the opinion of the people who matter so deeply to me, my family being number one, 
so that I do include them on the decisions that I make because they are part of who I am, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I'm yeah. not always doing that right. And I think we can have a whole episode on, I think women specifically on many things, having, you know, partners, having friends, having all that, but starting a family. I think that's a big area that women think about is, you know, I've been able to do this, but what is starting a family? What is that going to change in how I go about things and the way that I think about things and the things I choose to do? And I now have a partner after not having as serious of a partner for many years. And there's things now that I decided that I'm like, oh, wait, I need to think about him and how will this impact him? And it, it changes your mind shift. And he is only a thousand percent supportive, but it just changes the way that you think about things. I don't have children, you know what I mean? That, but I can imagine that adds a whole other layer as well. And so I think there is something to be said about us talking about, I think, women wanting to start families and women having families and how they can still do all of their career goals, but how does it shift a bit and the way that they go about things? Yeah, it's just so it's so interesting because I think we talked about your your perspective of the quote, Lizzie, and how you know maybe it's evolved for you both personally and professionally. And then I think my perspective, which which honestly is almost like sometimes I need to do a better job of mm. honoring the opinions of others. Like sometimes it's like Molly, relax. Mm. You, you need to remember that there are other people who are impacted by the choices that you're making and the things you're committing to and everything you're signing up for. Like, so it's funny because ah. both sides. hundred percent. And it's kind of like, I think it's sometimes hard to stop us. And we'll talk about us as female, you know, us two gals that like, we're like, we want to, we're doing and just like, go, go, go. And it's not like we want to conquer the world. Sure. But it's in our personal lives and our, in our professional lives. So those listening, they're like, how do you, the motor's going, you know what I mean? And sometimes there's things that are going to just, was it slow the motor down or just make the, you know, hit some speed bumps in the sense of having to think about how quickly, or how do you go about that? Um, it might be a little different path at some points in our life and how to think about that. And, and I was just saying, maybe closing thought, closing thought would be being true to who we are, knowing who we are. I I am always going to celebrate that. I am always going to say that is important. Never, never is it not important to know and, and cherish and honor who you truly are, but creating space for feedback and creating a world where you can accept feedback from others you can hear the perspective of others. It doesn't mean you're changing your mind. It doesn't mean you're altering who you are, but make sure you are creating space for people to give you feedback and people to say, hey, I know you've made up your mind. I know you're all in on this path. Can I give you feedback though around, you know, maybe the impact it had on me or how it could be perceived from others? I have been so, so, so grateful for those people in my life who have said, slow down, Chica. We have some feedback for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, it's, it's not changing who you are because you're keep, you're, you know, taking their opinions over what you want. It is making space for feedback so you can learn, be a learn it all. I, yeah, I actually really like, Paul, I don't know if I thought that that's where our conversation would go on this quote, to be honest. And this quote was like, it sat with me a little bit for whatever reason, I'm with the imposter syndrome route. Like, it's just like the more confidence I've known about myself, the more, the less imposter syndrome I get in either anxiety or spiraling. But very interesting perspective about whose feedback do you take 
whose feedback do you take and really take to heart and understand, okay, I really need to hear this, take this, and then do what I need to do with it. And I think that that's actually very important in our personal, professional lives, et cetera. So good. Oh, I love it. Well, thanks, Saucers, for unpacking this one with us. Um, We'll definitely post it with the app so you all can read it and think through, you know, maybe a little self-discovery like Liz and I had when we... I love exactly. I love it, Mom. Thank you always for sharing the quotes. I think it's very good. But I think saucers, as you go on this, and maybe you resonate how this quote would sit with you. Just remember to to always be bold. Always be bold, and always eat dessert. And maybe don't or do take the opinion of others on what dessert to order, or get them both. Mom, great to see you. Congrats on the quarter. Thank you. Congrats on one year. Thank you for tuning in to the Sauce Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our personal anecdotes and biz tips and tricks we shared today. If you wouldn't mind subscribing and or following the podcast on any platform or leaving a one-line review of the podcast, it helps us out tremendously. Thank you, thank you. Molly and I would also like to state that everything stated on this podcast is our own opinions and it's not shared on the behalf of others or on our employers. Thank you.